Welcome to High School Days, the podcast that interviews artists that range from performing to visual art and amateurs to professionals. We speak about their journey so far in their creative endeavors and also their high school experience. So lace up your kicks, grab your backpack, the bell is about to ring. This is High School Days. With the end of the most abnormal summer in my teaching career, I thought it was only right to close out season one with my former student and guest, Hetty Ward. Welcome to this new season, as we embark on a new school year with so many new challenges and opportunities as well. I wanna welcome all the future guests that you'll be listening to, and I wanna thank listeners for the feedback I've received so far. I also wanna thank all our former guests from season one for sharing your time, stories, and words of wisdom. So here we go. This is season two of High School Days. I am your host, Renee Palomares. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to High School Days. We're gonna officially kick off season two with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Berto Reyes. I'll let you introduce yourself and uh, yeah, just let us know who you are and, and what you've been up to. Cool, yeah, I'm Roberto Reyes, uh, born and raised in Burke, brought up in Barelas, um, Westgate and Northeast Heights, and now I reside in uh, Pat Hurley Park, but yeah, um, brought up in Albuquerque, been drawing and painting all my life for the most part. That's all I had. I didn't really have toys when I was younger. So now I've brought up to Warehouse 508 where I was first a student there. My friend Faustino Villa brought me there, a poet, a graffiti writer, um, MC, musician, everything. He does screen printer. And he, he took me to the warehouse and that's where I've resided for the past seven eight years and now i'm director of arts at warehouse 508 that's what's up cool yeah i don't know if i ever gave you a, a thank you because i know like with you you were probably the first person that like really got me connected to to a scene here in albuquerque when i moved oh. up here so i appreciate you so much and this was a long time coming i was like texting you hey we should interview hey we should talk and it just kind of life happens the yeah. pandemic happens, online school happens, and my world is just like, like oh, crazy. Oh. So <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, and, and yeah, thank you, because I feel you were somebody that, that believed in me, and it's just, it's hard to go to a new city, you know what I mean? Uh, and try to get into like those niches and, and find spots where, where you feel welcome, and, and in your case, I mean, you had always had like a, an event to invite me to, or to the state fair, or or I mean, even at the Hispanic Cultural Center, like there were just different events and you always kept me in mind. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Um, I wanna, so you said that you grew up, born and raised here in Albuquerque. Where'd you go to high school then? Uh, I attended the Norte High School um, from 06 to, well, 05 to 09. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool, yeah. And um, what, was, what was your experience there? Like, what was it like in terms of, just daily stuff or even art? Yeah, it was, it was, I think what I enjoyed about Del Norte was just that it was a very small school compared to the other high schools in Albuquerque. They had schools that are graduating a thousand plus kids in the class and we only had 230. So yeah. And, and knowing that Del Norte was like small like that, like you basically almost knew anybody and you wouldn't really get 
lost in the sauce. <laughs> um, and it wasn't, there was clicks, but it wasn't like too bad. Um, that, that's yeah. really surprising. Cause I want to say they're, they've gotten pretty big now. They're big now, but when I was going there, it was like they're they dropped us to four A instead of five A. Yeah, where was it? so was it located where it's at now then? Oh yeah, it was just a different building with asbestos, and I got oh. sick there. So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because the the buildings are nice. Like if you drive by, you? probably one of the nicest schools like around Albuquerque right now. Yeah, they uh they promised like when we were in seventh or sixth grade, yeah. they promised us new buildings by the time we got there. And we didn't see any of the new buildings until like a year after we were gone. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Like, because yeah. I got sick. I got bronchitis like from the hallways, like just all the funk that's in there, like asbestos. So it was bad. That's crazy. Yeah. That makes me think of this charter school I used to work at in Cruces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Old building, right? Old courthouse. And yeah, there was like a, it was, it was awesome. Like it was supposedly haunted and whatever, like every old building in New Mexico. Right. And uh, so there was like a, a basement and dude, it was like creepy down there. I remember going down there once and they're like, but we can't stay long because there's asbestos and whatever we got like, in and out. Like you can check it out and then go and yeah. then upstairs too. So like the only part of the building that was really used was like the middle part. Right. No one really went upstairs or downstairs. So yeah. there was kinds of like creepy stories and stuff and, they would say they would see this woman and apparition. <laughs> well, they had, they had tunnels all under Del Norte. Like um, it was built during the cold war. So they had, uh, they had tunnels underneath the building so that if there were a bomb to go off, like all the students could go down and connect yeah. underneath the building. So just hide everything cool. on the desk and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Cool, man. So what, you, how, so like, what have you been up to? How are you after like, all this craziness and this mess of the pandemic like how are you doing i'm doing okay like honestly i've 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 been for the first time in my life like been talking to a therapist um and taking care of my mental health at first it was very wild and now i'm like having control over it um and like realizing what normal to me now is yeah. um, and just coping with my family and telling them like that's my normal and I respect my boundaries and you know just trying to live that way but yeah, just little by little, like trying to get better at it, and you know, I was trying to do more art because now that like all this stuff does ha that I haven't had time for, it's like now that's like coming back to me. Like you should have made time for that, like when you had normal or whatever. Um, so now it's like okay, draw. Okay, take care of your health, your mental health, your you know your your physical health, um, your your home because it's like there's a bunch of trees in the backyard that I just let go. <laughs> and wasn't paying attention to so now that i have time being here at the house like i'm like all right cool time to chop those trees down and do all this work that i didn't have time before um but i'm doing good like me and my mom are both home at my house and um you know just trying to maintain here so yeah. it's been okay it's, it's like it's really highs and really lows and it's just a roller coaster really yeah i feel you because i i feel like i need to reach out to more people and just like and people that like understand like the way the brain works because i definitely have gone on some like really high highs or just like hey this ain't that bad like hey i'm actually got i got time to work because it if anything the pandemic has slowed things down right yeah just like your trees right it allows us to kind of just those daily things that we kind of put aside mm -hmm. that even just the upkeep right like of our yard or whatever um yeah. so like that and but yeah but the lows are low man like yeah i'm just like and even still like with with school 
what, like back in session, it's like, yeah, the, like all summer, I mean, I was like in meetings, trying to like get organized, like with people, with teachers to try and make it safe for everybody, right? Like going, going back. Uh, so like, um, and those that can't hear, I did quotes, like going back, <laughs> air quotes, um, or that can't see my bad, like, uh, so yeah, like I, I've just been active all summer. And yeah. so I feel like there have been some wins, right? Like they've gotten technology out to students and whatever, but now we're facing the, the like you say, the new norm. Yeah. So okay, great, these kids have computers, but they have internet that's, they have seven people at home online with exactly. megabits a second, you know what I mean? And then they have like access to all these things now, but we don't have the infrastructure to help support it. So yeah. it's like now, like it's kind of the the now what right like yeah, exactly. one one battle down we got kids technology now what like now what's the next step and who knows i mean i it would be nice to see like some of these older buildings get some love like over these next couple months and because yeah going back and and you know i mean as an artist like you know like it seems at times like the upkeep of the facilities and and stuff are kind of go by the wayside yeah. and they need they need that that love they need that like that i mean tweaking of event or whatever like just to get everything in, in back up and running in a, in a way that's helpful for for everybody and like i tell my students like you guys can leave like you guys leave on a daily basis like i'm in this room all yeah. day, all year you know what i mean so if the ventilation goes out and there's like all kinds of stuff like that's that's like i'm i'm having to take the grunt of that but it is what it is and yeah for sure we're i think and like someone like you i think you're constantly fighting the good fight too like to help youth and help the community and and yeah i'm curious like what's what's up at 508 how have things been going since everything kind of like got closed and whatnot well everything i got so it was a lot of like figuring out what's going to work for all of us um as far as because it's a community like we're not just going to make a decision blindly on like not considering what the youth want what their parents want what the instructors want what do i want what like what just what everybody wants so it was a lot of like back and forth because everything just went pause everyone left the building and and we were like all right cool well we're just gonna see how long this lasts and we we're thinking like oh maybe a month oh maybe two months oh and it kept going and going and we're like well we have to do something and like so we just came up with a bunch of different ideas and like put it out there. A lot of youth were like willing to come back like into the building during this pandemic. In my opinion, like as I saw more research being done on like how this spreads, there's no way that we're going to have three, five kids in this small little studio rapping and spitting in front of each other. Like, I'm like, that's not doable. Like, it's just not good. And then, you know, um, so then the summer came around and we're like, well, we could do all this programming now that like i made it kind of into a positive i was like well no longer is the building a constraint because before it's like the kids in the studio could be in there but no one could be outside in the stage side performing music because they're recording and then there couldn't be anybody in the class because then they'll be making too much noise in the club side and like vice versa just messing with each other and now that that's not a constraint it's like well now we could do as many classes as we want but the thing is like not equipment so like the equipment aspect was it but now this fall semester, we were actually able to hand out our DJ equipment to the youth and for them to take it home and DJ at home. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's great. Saw, huh? I saw James handing out kits too, like for screen printing, right? Like, so, so 
Because we came to the class, like we handed out iPads and iPad pencils. Like luckily we have enough to do like six kids, but we're, we're looking to get grants from like Best Buy to get more of that equipment. Um, and James like put together this really great program where the youth take uh, screens home and they screen print from home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just things like that. Like there's Bylift Fitness with Crystal, um, B-Girl Small. She does like, it's like Zumba, but you know, we can't <laughs> call it that because then we get sued. Um, <laughs> so it's Bylift Fitness, which is better because now it's like music that we like to listen to. Yeah. And not just, you know, like pop, popular, you know, Latino music. Um, and, you know, I, I've thought of like a beatbox course. I've thought of uh, just more stuff that could, our community stay connected online that I think even before, like we didn't have the time because of like everything else going on with the building that we'd have time to like facilitate. And it's like, how do we move this stuff online to where we could work and build our community online um, so that when we get out of this, like those connections are still there. Yeah. Uh, and even span further where it's like, you don't technically have to live in Albuquerque to take our programming. So we just saw like the benefits of it of like, well, I noticed how a lot of kids like in Grants, Las Cruces, Belen, Las Lunas, like Moriarty, like all these different places that don't have this programming that now with like the internet and that we're like learning how to facilitate this online, we could take these programs to them too. And in the future, like hopefully drop the seed, you know, through online and have them build their own warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, which a lot of people do come at us like how do we do this in our house how do we do this in, in our town and it's like well you gotta start somewhere you know yeah. um, we'll give you the seed but you have to then nurture it and make it yours you know um, and I think this is the part time where we like cultivate that you know whatever their program may look like so that's kind of what we're doing at the warehouse right now and maybe also provide you know internet service for youth to, like pull up to the warehouse and you have free internet and you can do your homework or whatever um but maybe eventually we'll start doing like programming in the building, but it's always just up in the air and we're going as it, you know, we go as it goes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Like, and I think that's been the exciting part for, for me and just like seeing other creatives is we took, we, I, we have the tendency to take like a bad situation and we'll like bitch about it. Yeah. And be upset and everything. But I think then after that happens, we, it fuels us in a way that we creatively like start thinking about how we resolve this issue. And that's been like, like you're saying, right? Like for me, I wasn't scared to go online. Like other teachers were like, Whoa, like, I don't like, that doesn't scare me because I know I can figure out how to still like reach kids and still like, yeah, we may not be face to face doing ceramics or doing Mm -hmm. art or whatever, but like you say, right. You can still reach out. Um, We're actually, um, um, one of so my coworker and I, we worked on a on a project that's actually up and running now um, with five sixteen, so five one six arts uh, here in Albuquerque, um, where we're doing art kits right. So we're working again. It, it allowed us to reach out to different parts of the community, um, different organizations and stuff, just to kind of help each other out. And it'd be cool like to if we can creatively figure out even how to like maybe pull you guys in somewhere or like we that's the only way we're going to get through this is if we help each other and so i don't know i just think like like you brought up it it allowed like uh an opportunity for us to like creatively problem solve and and like really like figure out how we reach kids and how we like i mean because right now is i mean think about like art and think about like all the the built up aggression passion anger angst yeah. Yeah. fear everything wow. right, that kids have 
and how do you how do you filter that how do you create something make something build something use your voice right like to to really help you get through it so i don't know props to you guys for always like being i think at the forefront especially advocating for youth here in albuquerque so so Thank you. yeah 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 and that's and that's and that's the youth like speaking for themselves you know and what i tend to do now is like i want to highlight other organizations like hardwood arts 516 working classroom swap like all these different areas that like all centrally located downtown that are doing the same kind of work um you know new mexico dream team like all these different organizations that are just doing doing the work and putting it in you know um trying to do the best that they can and that's what i don't know that's like we're trying to do like as best as we can and it, it is difficult but um yeah i still like doing this work and i hope we continue to where you know we could open those doors fully at the warehouse and you know be back in there because it's hard. Like a lot of youth, like we're heartbroken that this is like happening. Um, but I, I told them, I was like, well, this is the best time to create because um, you do it what you have. And, you know, that's how as a graffiti writer, like that's how we got all started. And, you know, as an artist too, like I didn't have toys, like I just had like pencil and paper. Um, and, you know, we did what, what we had. So um, yeah, I think that a lot of creativity and it has, it has been coming out of this, you know, like, so yeah, I look forward to see what, what happens. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I mean, there's got to be a silver lining, like something good has to come out from all this like mess in society, politically, like just, I mean, it has to, right? Like there's definitely, like you say, it's planting seeds. Uh, I mean, these kids are going to be so resilient, like the youth coming up just to know like the, the stuff they've gone through and they're going to have to go through in these next couple of years. It'll be, it'll be cool to see like, how they go about using their voice and how they go about like changing our communities and society and and whatever kind of endeavors face them and and yeah so with the covid pandemic still active there have been opportunities that have come up that creatively connect students and art I've seen firsthand the willingness of artists, organizations, public schools, and higher education as they try to create spaces with technology that succeed in celebrating art, for lack of better terms, in a normal way or through normal rituals. However, technology can also be very isolating. It can't replace the need to simply want to experience humanity. And as I mentioned, students in the Albuquerque Public School District were offered a Chromebook, iPad, or device to use during distance learning for the fall semester of 2020. While that is great, it's also a little frustrating for me for two reasons. One, the distribution of technology could have happened years ago, but the powers that be didn't see a reason to do so until a pandemic. So it was never a matter of if we could do it, but should we do it? Two, we do not have the infrastructure to support students or training teachers in a timely manner that works, and the time that we've wasted over the summer to truly prepare to offer a comprehensive online experience to students is now being crammed into an already full schedule of a new school year. Hopefully we, in the public school system, educators, students, are learning from this experience and shifting our mindset that it is better to be proactive than reactive. I wanna kinda rewind a little bit with you and go down memory lane back to high school. Sounds good. As you know, if you've heard the podcast, you know we like, talking a little bit about some of your high school experience. So I have a few kind of like uh, questions or prompts 
and if you want to just blurt out whatever comes to mind first. So uh, are you cool with that? Definitely. And I, I love this podcast, by the way. Like, I listen to almost all of them already. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cool because it's cool that I love them. So. Huh? I paid you to say that. So I'll just... Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I'm, I'm paying him under the table, so just... <laughs> um, cool. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, and again, like, like you mentioned, I just want to highlight, like, people that I, I respect and, and artists that I respect and, and just people that are doing good work and whether it's in arts, design, community, like all that. But again, like kind of wrapping our heads around those high school years. Um, so high school, you mentioned art and not having toys and stuff. So in high school, what was your like primary, like go-to art medium? What were you doing? Um, honestly, it was just pencil and paper. Um, and then color pencil, because like that's what I immediately had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was using a lot of spray paint too. So I think in high school is when I started to really pick up spray paint. Uh, I got my first job at 15 and a half, like my, my, my uh, freshman, sophomore summer. I got a job and I bought spray paint <laughs> and I had it delivered to my house because you had to be 18 at the time to get spray paint. Um, but I had it delivered in a box in my house and my mom was like, what's that? I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> um and but yeah it's, it was spray paint for sure like i would go and hit up tunnels yeah. um, all around albuquerque because you know you could spend your time there you have to worry about being chased maybe some people like living down there but um you didn't have to worry about getting you know i don't know jumped or anything like that um so it was cool like yeah definitely but my medium was definitely pencil paper um, markers for sure um and spray paint cool and then brushes it became like Later towards the end is like when I started picking up brushes and I got pretty good at using uh, brushes and acrylic. That's what's up, cool. Yeah, and, ta- and that's one thing I wanted to mention too about you is you're one of the first people that got invited to, to paint in Meow Wolf, right? Like, bef- like the first like wall, I, I guess it's you walk towards, well, I don't even know, I mean, it's so confusing. I don't even know what side that is, but that long hallway. As yeah. You had, you had a piece in there. Um, how did, how, and was that spray paint or was that acrylic or what did you use on that? Um, so the, the rules were you couldn't use spray paint, although other artists were using spray paint. So I don't know if it was like hatred yeah. on me or something, but my buddy, uh, Elite, he was like painting across the hallway from me and he was rocking out in spray paint. But like, I guess he might've gone during the weekend when there was like nobody there, but I had to use all brush and I, um, you know, I had my first projector and I just projected my image and then I rocked it out all in brush. Uh, my friend germs helped me out um and we just rocked it out that right like a couple weeks before they opened um so they had a bunch of down the hallways like me and elite and then maybe like another artist but everyone else was like for wasn't from out from new mexico like they were from elsewhere Mm -hmm. Um, and i was like i don't really recognize you guys it was it was a it was an interesting experience like i was definitely proud like that i put something together and now it was like sitting inside meow wolf which i didn't know was gonna be so big i was just like oh I just like, cause my homie who like connected me with that, she worked at the warehouse, Sarah Dallas, and she went to go um, be one of the woodworkers there. And mm-hmm. she's still affiliated with, with uh, Meow Wolf. Cool. And looking at what she did, like um, the work from the artist, like amazing job. But I think what it comes down to is like, then the people who put together that whole space, like as far as the management and all that, like they had to do better outreach in the community and like what that kind of like was going to look like. Not to like crap on like Meow Wolf, but it's like you really have to take in, into consideration like the community and what they want. Because 
speaking of high school, like I went there and I, I bowled in that bowling alley before that. And like, what kind of joy that brought me and like to kind of be in there. Like I suggested, I was like, can I paint like a bowling homage to like this building? Cause that's what it was. And it brought warrior people. I bowled there like, and you know, was part of the, UN, uh, the Nordy bowling team. And I bowled there in high school and I was like, I want to do a um, big Lebowski kind of like, um, patron saint with like you know donnie being hold, held by the by the dude um but that never came to fruition but maybe later i don't know <laughs> uh, but those kind of things yeah it was definitely it was definitely a cra crazy project because yeah. there, there are so many talented artists in there that were just doing so many different things so yeah. that was pretty cool to be a part of yeah cool man yeah because i i definitely remember and seeing your name on the wall too of like artists that that kind of were the first group of of people to hit that place um Cool, man. So uh, your next prompt, what was your favorite junk food in high school? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I like, I like when you, you asked everybody else that question um, during the podcast. Like, let me think of God, so much junk food, bro. It's gross. Um, <laughs> uh, not as if I eat better now. I'm like, oh, he's vegan. No, no way. Still eat crap. Um, they always have like hot and spicy sandwiches with like wheat buns. <laughs> um, I love that. And then um, also getting like the the Debbie brownies, like the yeah, 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 like that the thin ones, the thin ones. Yeah, and yeah. then and like Deca, like the economic whatever. They always had a um, the slice. Yeah, they had yeah yeah yeah. They had slice soda, so they had like the red slice that they don't serve anymore anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, this is amazing. So, and it had like the small, like Blake's lot burger ice that I was just like yeah. such a fan of. <laughs> so yeah, I think those were like my junk, junk foods. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. Cause uh, like you say, like, I like weed any better now. Yeah. <laughs> this the other day, like, um, so my daughter was like asking about conchas cause oh, I have yeah. a little, like little coin purse and it's a little concha. Oh. oh, cool. Cool. Like, She's like, well, what is that? What's what's a concha and blah blah blah. And I was like, well, how about I go take you to the panaderia and we look at? Well, I'll show you. So she got her concha and she wanted to know how to make them and everything. So there we are. And I go for one concha, right, for her, and then I come back with a big brown bag full of all kinds of different stuff. And I'm like, well, you know. You can't be the only one that gets something. So. For sure. And my mom was always like, it's for the kids. I'm like, right, mom. <laughs> As she stashes them in the... Yeah, yeah, for real. Hides them in the back. Like, take them yeah. for the kids. <laughs> cool. Um, who, so I want to ask you about teachers. So, uh -huh. like, who was your most memorable high school teacher and why? <laughs> As you make that phase. I make that phase, like, I'm like, whoo. Just because there's so many teachers that, like influenced me so much that like I said with high school it was like it was not so much the the high school experience it was like the people and that I met in high school and the, and the teachers that really influenced my life like that's what matters the relationships you create um and first of all it was like Mr. Domina he was my AP English teacher um who like pushed me so hard um he unfortunately passed away a couple years ago but he was an Italian dude that went to Vietnam and like came back and he was from New York and um, he taught me about existentialism and just the philosophy of that. And he was very influential because I would spend like um, my lunchtime with him talking about everything and like 
cursing and i was just like all right cool we're like down to that kind of relationship that it's like we're cussing <laughs> like we're okay with that so but he was definitely like a big influence miss malazo she was my art teacher miss mccoy who's the art teacher at la cueva now um she does photography and ceramics oh yeah. mccoy that name yeah carrie mccoy i believe yeah um, Okay. Yeah, and then and then Ms. Malazzo, she's like an admin person at Del Norte now. Um, yeah, there's just so many teachers, um, but definitely, oh yeah, Ms. Hogan back in like middle school. Um, we're we're like now Facebook friends, which is like cool. Um, but she was my health teacher, and she was just definitely super, um, just allowing me to be me in that space, you know, like, um, which is cool. Like that's why I really respect them as like teachers and instructors. So yeah. Cool, man. So last thing about high school, and then we can jump back into modern day and just, uh, so if you could go back and give yourself some like words of advice, some, I don't know, just check in and be like, yo, you need to do this. Like, what would you, what would you tell yourself, your high school self? Um, I think the earlier, which luckily I found this out like early my freshman year was like, don't care so much about people's opinions. Like, care about the opinions of people you care about, but don't like, don't mind anybody else's thinking because uh, freshman year I played varsity football. Um, I played C team, JV and varsity because Don Lordy, like I said, it was a really small school. We lost every single game that year. And when I, like, I was a big dude, right? And I still am like, people thought like, oh, this is going to go to college. And I'm like, dude, I'm only going to be six feet tall like, at my highest. I'm not six, seven, seven feet tall. Like that's what alignment needs to be. And like, I'm not going to go play college ball. Like I knew this early. I was like, that's not going to be a thing. Um, so I just quit. And like my whole like network of friends was like the football players. And they all like basically hated me after that. I was like, wow, like really? Just because I don't play football anymore. Like y'all just not going to talk to me. Um, and it was really hyper masculine, like in that space. And to me, like all my life, I've always been like, that's not who I am. Like, I don't, I don't associate with that. Like I've never been in a fight. I don't. If I do get mad, it's usually verbal. Like, I'm not going to, like, fight you physically. Um, and I knew that that wasn't for me, and I wanted to be artist. So I just, you know, deviated from that. I just became an artist and just started drawing. So the more people let go of, like, what, one, is expected of you, and then, two, what other people expect of you, the earlier, and you really follow your gut and, like, what you want to do, the better your off you'll be instead of, like, people trying to force you to do stuff. I think it's like a good, I don't know, just a good nugget of people to have like in high school, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That, no, I think that's really good advice. And that just, I mean, that just makes me reflect and think about my situation. And, and yeah, I'm, and hopefully other people listening can really take that to heart. I mean, I think that's important, right? I think it's as artists, especially like, I feel oftentimes those voices creep in a little too much yeah people's opinions but i love what you said though about like care about the people that care about you or that yeah. you care about like i think that's that's extremely important especially as we get older <laughs> yeah for sure so cool man to this day i personally struggle with comparing myself to others in a way it helps me stay current but it can also be detrimental if you let it overtake you mainly because it can cloud your vision and the tasks at hand. Berto mentions doing what you feel is the right thing to do in that moment. And looking back, I wish I would have been brave like Berto. I wish I would have given up on basketball. I feel like I hung onto it a little too long 
mainly because I had friends, friends who I haven't spoken to since high school, ironically. And I'll just say that's been a long while. Had I given up basketball, I know for sure I would have spent more time in the art room. I guess a takeaway from this interlude, to use a basketball analogy, is you miss every shot you don't take. So go ahead and take that leap of faith, try something new, meet some different people, and you'd be surprised at what you learn. So I don't know, like, what else do you want to share with us? What are you working on? Like, have you been drawing a lot? Have you been, what are you, what are you up to in your, in your time right now? Um, <clears throat> I've been drawing a lot, um, but like very kind of rudimentary kind of stuff. Just trying to get back into it because I haven't drawn in like a couple of years. Um, maybe here and there I'll draw, but um, not as much as I am right now. Um, then looking into a bunch of, I have a bunch of all these like art supplies that I haven't used in years. Then I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe start picking them up and start doing something with them. Um, so yeah. And then also just planning like my, my full creative mindset of all like, it's all been just involved with the warehouse um, and it's still there. So we're planning on like in October, hopefully working with Somos to like do a, a drive through live art exhibition so have like what we did with uh warren and doing doing res- resilience by using the like side parking lot of the warehouse so people drive through I and see. they got people painting live socially distant of course mm-hmm. and then uh, people could either bid on art or just straight up buy it you know um so we're hopefully doing that and having our youth dj outside mm-hmm. um and you know those are kind of things i'm putting my efforts into and trying to make that happen um, people let me know <laughs> no, I will because definitely will need like maybe ten to twelve heads like painting live. I, I and honestly, man, like I've been aching, aching, aching. I can't even explain like to just go big. Like I haven't painted a mural in a while. Well, the last time I painted a mural, you were actually there to help me, and and that then that's the other thing. That's the last time I had a chimichanga, which I've been craving. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out, shout out, also, and there's chimichangas. <laughs> yeah because Bertha went, went out and the last year we've actually it it's come up a couple of uh the podcast episodes like um about the mural and a, peop- a couple people have, have seen it and it's on Zuni and on Louisiana and Zuni that intersection and yeah Bertha brought some of his students but I mean you were the one that hung in there most of the day with me and we ended up taking a break getting some chimichangas and then and yeah so that that mural and it's still there it's still i've just passed by on the way to the panaderia the other day and cool. it's, still, it's still running and um and yeah it was that was <laughs> so much work For and real. again like i i i'm like aching i haven't i haven't painted big like that in a long time and i would love to like get spray paint i have all kinds of spray paint in my in my shed that i'm just like man i should oh like especially now the pandemic and stuff i'm like oh, i just I just want to like get on my bike one night and just like lock it out. <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. I'm too old now. I can't run as fast. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Let let us know like and and how we can help like spread word about that event or anything because I think that's a great idea. Just to especially now that people seem for the most part to be a little more serious, a little bit about. Yeah health issues and new mexico's doing okay ish yeah. right but like i mean we could be better and i just think like that 
we we gotta gradually like celebrate some of the things that are happening and opportunities that come up like a drive-through art show like i mean who would have thought of that before everything so cool man yeah what else are you up to it's like just that like you know at home trying a little bit um you didn't like start a garden or like start baking and stuff, did you? I started a garden. Um, <laughs> I did. I, I I was like, oh, I just buy some some seeds or whatever. So, but I planted the stuff too late, bro. Like it's like not it's not coming through. But I'm like, whatever. I'll keep walking, watering it, see what happens. So I did like corn. Mm-hmm. I did pumpkins. I did tomatoes. I did green chili. I did. That's about it. But like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's coming out okay but i just i don't think i'm gonna get anything out of it i'm just like whatever i'll just keep trying yeah um, but maybe i can start like a winter garden um i didn't break bread yet like i was like i'm not gonna try that i'm good um <laughs> what else have i done my mom's been knitting like i mean she knits anyway but she's knitting like a lot and she yeah. makes like these dope bags out of soda soda tabs yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and um, she's been working on those, like, a grip. So we're trying to flip them on Facebook. We're like, what's up, y'all? Like, yeah. You want to buy these bags? <laughs> um, so we've been doing that. But that's about it. Like, I'm trying to think of what stuff I'm doing here at the house. Talk about it. Like, honestly, just trying to communicate with the kids online, trying to keep them going, and, like, trying to figure out just how to be creative. Like, one of the um, youth at the warehouse are going to do, like, 30, 31 nights of Halloween where they're going to review a movie every night and post, cool. it, post it on YouTube. Um, and they're going to talk about it. Like, you know, like, I'm like, this is a perfect time. If you guys like, you want to start a YouTube channel right now would be it. Like, <laughs> no, you can't go out and vlog, but like, you could yeah. still do stuff at home. Um, sure. So yeah, those kind of things. Like, I don't know, just whatever they come up with, like I'm down there to support them as best as I can, you know? Yeah. That's cool. No, you're right. I think again, like the creatives, right. It's time to, like I like I I've seen podcasts that do the the video and stuff like alongside like the recording, so wow. that's kind of like I knew like this is technically gonna be like season two, because I, I took a break. It's been a while since I released an episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I wanted to kick it off with like having like a video component to it and cool. alongside like the actual like podcast if people just want to listen. Um. So that's. What we'll be doing so with people that are willing to to record a, a video too like we'll we'll share that as well as part of the episode and so we'll see like i've i've enjoyed doing the podcast like it, it gives me another creative outlet and a chance to like catch up with people and and just hear your guys stories and get to know people better so um yeah, so yeah it'll be it'll be cool um yeah i really like enjoy your podcast like it, it's 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 a really really diverse group of people on it like mm-hmm. And it's cool to see, like, in here, um, like, all the different people that I've been involved with, like, like, Lonnie and, like, all these cats that I'm just like, whoa, like, that's cool, like, that we all, of course, it's New Mexico, like, we're all interrelated somehow, and, like, we've all kind of crossed paths, but it's cool to hear their stories, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure, yeah, because I think, and you're right, I mean, it's all, like, two degrees of separation in a way, like, there's, I, I, yeah, I think I, and it, it's weird, like, yeah like I've met like Hakeem and Lonnie and like yeah. it's like all these people especially the local folk but I'm also excited about like the the randomness of like how I met these other people that are from out of town or um or, or yeah like it's just been it's been really cool it's a cool experience because I think it shows you how like 
yeah, we have these fake boundaries and stuff across countries and states and whatever. But I mean, we're global though. Like we don't have to just, like I would love to try and get somebody from out of the country on, on the on the show. And I look at like the stats on, on the podcast and there's people from like the Philippines listening and there's people from Canada listening. Wow, that's awesome. Like that'd be cool to get people from, if we can figure out time zones and stuff. Um, so that well, let me know. I, I have gente in Mexico, you know, like I know cats out there. I have a friend that Kehlani's living in Hawaii right now. Yeah, I actually was thinking about her because I want more women represented too. Like that's why it's been it like my immediate like connection to artists is like just it's mainly men. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I, and it's funny because I seem to get along better with girls and with women, <laughs> but. Um, I just like, like, oh, I should call, I should hit up so-and-so, but I'm like, oh, but that's another man. And yeah, oh, yeah. another man, another man. I'm like, well, dang, I need some women on the show. Like, I okay. kind of give them a platform too. Um, so yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool, like connecting with people and, and I appreciate, yeah, you listening and, and giving me some, some good compliments. That makes me feel nice and tingling. Oh, yeah. I'll have it. Uh, yeah, I'll be uh, doing whatever for work, and I'll have it playing in the background, like off my speakers. Um, and I just fast forward everything, so like it's playing like a high speed. And my mom's always like, "Where are these like chipmunks like talking so fast?" And I'm like, "It's just so I could get through it right away. Like I'm not gonna sit there for an hour." Like I never met your mom. So next time, if I ever meet her, I'm gonna be like, "I'm gonna just talk really fast." That's how I talk. See, that's how I talk. That's my voice. That's how I. It's funny. Cool, man. Yeah. And if you know anybody, just send them my way. Like I'd, I'd be down to like talk there. I mean, there's still a ton of people in Albuquerque that I'm just like, I could shoot an email to a text, whatever. Like, so um, yeah. And it'll be, it'll be cool to see like who we bring onto season two. I'm looking at a couple of other people just to keep it diverse as well. Like some YouTube people, like, uh, wow. yeah, like just different, different stuff. Yeah cool yeah because i mean like yeah it's not limited i mean here like we're <clears throat> have to be so versatile here in albuquerque as an artist like so you you do a bunch of other stuff too you know like in new mexico in general so it's not just one thing that you do mm -hmm. like, i'm just a painter it's like no you do a bunch of other stuff yeah yeah no yeah for sure that's true so yeah it'll be yeah I, that just makes me think i'm like man i could do so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so mm -hmm. and uh, and honestly like i'm thinking more like culinary too right like people do food people that are like kind of i i think that in itself is an art more dancers like people that are involved in like maybe even like the like ballet and like we have i mean stuff that happens at pope joy and and ndi and like all kinds of like so yeah you're you know like people filming stuff out here now so you got a bunch of movie people for sure so definitely calling all artists if you guys want to chat it'd be cool to talk to you well it's just funny to me like just a side note it was like when i watched like late night television i was like why isn't there like more visual artists like featured on like you know night mm -hmm. late night television it's like oh we have l mac tonight talking with jimmy fallon about blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah. they're just as valuable like they have fashion people but it's never like muralists or designers or architects i'm like it should be on there <laughs> yeah. Shout out El Mac if you want to come on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Ernesto Yerena, just putting it out there. Ernesto Yerena Montejano. All yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now it, it's, again, it's, it's, a luck, it's a luck of the die. Like, you just roll them and a couple people will, will bite. And, 
and yeah, we'll see. So I want to say a big thank you to you again. Um, I appreciate you as a person, as a friend, as just everything you do. So I appreciate you coming on the show and um, we're going to use this again to kick off season two. So you are the first guest of season two. So thank you. Or the number one spot. No, thank you, man. This is great. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed this. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'll stop recording. Thanks for listening to High School Days. Keep in mind you can reach us with any questions, comments, or even suggestions for guests at highschooldayspod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at highschooldayspod. Thank you again, Berto, for joining me. It's always good talking to you. It's like talking to familia. Until next time, this is Renee signing off. Take care.